You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy. You're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. Now, I know I said that I only had one more episode this week, but that's not true because I have two episodes for you today. I uh, released first uh, Peter from Vader's episode this morning. They released an excellent record this morning called Solitude and Madness. You should check that out. But here is a second episode that I recorded with uh, the great people of Aether Realm, who have also dropped a record today. I thought it was very important to get this episode out today as well so that you could hear this amazing melodic record as well. So this record is called Redneck Vikings from Hell. It came out today via Napalm Records. You should absolutely check it out. It is a very, very good, uplifting record. Check it out. It's amazing. Here is my chat with Jake, Heinrich, and Donnie. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 137. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today, I am with Heinrich, Jake, and Don from Aether Realm. Super stoked to be with you guys. I hope that you guys are doing well. How are you feeling amidst all this madness that is COVID-19? Uh, bad. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, uh, I'm still working, so I get to pay the rent this month, so that's good. Uh, Same here. I mean, you know, as, like... Obviously, none of us have experienced anything like this, uh, but, you know, we're all just trying to keep our head on straight as we can. Uh, it's uh, scary times out there. You mentioned that you're working. What are you guys doing? Uh, thank you for, for still supplying us with the services that we need. Uh, everybody everybody needs to respect everyone that's going out there uh, in this danger zone. So what, what do you do, uh, Jake, when you're, when you're not doing the metal? Uh, I'm a pharmacy technician uh, for Walgreens. That might get me fired for saying that because I don't have much good to say about them right now. But uh, <laughs> it might be a bad look for them to start firing their technicians right now anyways. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm a pharmacy technician and, you know, we're staying open. We're trying to get them to let us go to drive through only because we feel like that's going to be the best look and and i think we have successfully convinced them if not to order all their stores to do it to let us do it uh so we'll see how that goes i'm off for the weekend uh so i got at least some time to be at home and you know get out of it for a little bit and how about you heinrich what do you what do you do when you're not meddling it up um slinging handcrafted coffee beverages at starbucks (laughs) Uh, you know, that's, it's, it's an essential thing. Uh, that's a, we were talking about that today, me and my wife, saying that they better make coffee an essential service. <laughs> and I'm on the other side. I'm like, we are not essential. And then we got, we got the news that we are, in fact, essential. I was like, you serve food so you're here. allowed to be essential. I mean, it's like, it is. I'm on hand, you know. It's like, if I can give, you know, healthcare professionals the energy to do their jobs, then, then I'll keep doing mine. Uh, but other than that, it's just like, Dang. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm a guitar tech. So you you got the short end of the stick right now. I'm out of a job, dog. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, uh, um, you know, like I have some friends stuff like that. They're tour managers stuff like that. They'll hit me up, 
do a tour, be like someone's guitar tech for a specific tour. Anyone that I got hit up and that was going to be a prospective thing that's going to happen, like not happening now at all, whatever. So, you know, that's, that's kind of out the window. Um, you know, normally guitar decks will work at like a, like a shop or something like that, or like a guitar center or something. Um, but you know, no one's hiring right now for that because they're all closed also. So <laughs> it's, so. it's a difficult time to be an artist. Uh, booking agents hit yeah, really hard agents, gosh, uh, right. cause they do all their work up front, you know, and it's like, well, actually all that work you did for like six tours, see ya. Psych. Just kidding. And then there's that everyone's saying that they're going to postpone, but how can you postpone a tour when you don't even in a, or in a venue that's already booked because the way it is nowadays, November's booked right now as it is. So how can you postpone a tour that's supposed to happen now to November when there's already tours booked there? So they're booking even farther into the future. It's, it's scary times. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a lot of uncertainty on, on all ends. Uh, we had to, we announced that we're postponing our tour today. Um, and, and what we're doing is we're just not giving dates until we know that they're going to go. Um, so we, uh, we got Aaron Gray, he works with a, uh, heavy talent and he's kind of working on it. Um, but we, we just decided that we're going to, we're going to, indefinitely postpone it until we know for sure that it's going to happen. And, and in the meantime, the album's coming out as expected. Uh, so at least we got that to look forward to. I was uh, speaking to Charles from nuclear blast. Huge shout out Vox and Ops alumni. Love you brother. Uh, and he was saying that they're even thinking about pushing back releases. I've seen some of that. I saw that. I think hate breed, uh, had some stuff that was scheduled to drop and, because of shows being canceled, the label decided to drop it. Um, read that on Twitter. I'm glad that, that our label has not decided to do that because uh, I don't know what else I would be looking forward to right now. <laughs> <laughs> in order for that. Well, there is one thing to look forward to. Up here in Quebec, where I'm from, uh, Montreal, Quebec, Canada, they have uh, deemed uh, beer an essential service, <laughs> which made me really happy. Uh, I see that you guys got some beers. Uh, you mentioned that Don went out and picked up uh, some brews for you guys today. What do you guys have right there? Uh, this is a, so this is Burial. Uh, this is actually a uh, brewery that's like located here where we're from. Um, what we have from them right here. The, what's really cool is they just have like really cool art on everything. And, and they're really metal. They had yeah, a, they the, had names, a, the names are really cool. They had a beer called Cemetery Gates one time. There's, yeah. Uh, there was like massacre of the innocents or something like that. Uh, yeah, this one, I haven't tried this one yet. This is called departure from the dawn. Uh, this is an IPA and it's a collaboration with the, with the brewery from Nashville called bearded Iris. Uh, sounds, sounds like a perfect victim to be on a Vox and hops metal brewer talks. And it's an IPA. Yes. Party on. On my side, I am drinking Oscar HMS arc Royal. From Noctem Artisan Brassard from Quebec City. It is uh, all of their can art has cats on it. So I'm a fan of that. It's cute. This is an IPA. Uh, clocks in at 7%. I think they mess around with hops all the time. This one is um, just packed with Sabro hops and Mosaic hops, which are two of my favorite hops. So let's see what your beer's got. So let's crack these open. Let's see what, what they got. All right. Cheers. Cheers, bud. 
Ooh. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. What's it like? What's it, how's its flavor profile? Let me know. As expected, um, it's very hoppy. It's got like a little citrus nose to it. It's kind of, so it reminds me more of like a, like a West Coast car IPA for sure. Yeah. I've got to say, I'm not sure if I agree with, uh, well, you know, yeah, what Donnie, what Donnie said, yes, but like Burial claims that the endless void of reborn death shall forever dwell among the diamonds of the sky <laughs> dominion. I'm not sure I'm catching all of those notes. Uh, definitely, definitely some reborn death in there. Uh, a little bit of the endless void, but I'm not really getting the diamonds of the sky to me. The endless void. Sure. The endless void. I can, hear, I can smell it. <laughs> Mine is a super juicy. I love Sabro hops. It has such a unique flavor profile. It's like almost like a bit floral, uh, yet uh, very not quite dank. More like creamy, super juicy, tropical. Much love to Noctem Artisan Barassar and a huge shout out to Matt Tremblay, my friend, one of the brewers that works there. I imagine he had something to do with this one. So huge shout out to Matt. Uh, let's uh, talk about craft beer just a little bit. Uh, who here is a craft beer enthusiast? The, I would, I'm not really like an enthusiast. I'm just like a fan. Uh, I like, I'm not, yeah, I like, I'm not like super knowledgeable. I, we have the benefit of living in Asheville, North Carolina, which for some people they would, they call it beer city. Uh, so we have a lot of cool breweries here. Uh, Wicked Weed, which, uh, of course got bought out by Anheuser-Busch at some point and which is sort of the beer equivalent of selling out. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but I still like them. They still make good beer. Um, Burial is, has been my favorite. I like their aesthetic a whole lot. And we've got some other stuff by them, some sours in, in the fridge, which um, that's, that's usually my go-to if I'm drinking something fancy is I like to have a, a sour. But uh, I'm all about a good IPA while I'm, while I'm here. And it's 7.6% alcohol by volume. So I imagine by the end of this, I'll be feeling great. The color on it looks amazing. Yeah, it's actually very, very similar to this one. I was a more hazy. Very cool. Very cool. How about a, an Aether Realm craft beer? Is this something that you guys have ever imagined happening? Uh, and if you would, what style of beer would that be, and what would it be called? Huh. That's a tough call. I don't know. Because I like, I would want to be able to drink it. You know? Yeah, that like, would that would be nice. Like the number one thing, like, can, is can I drink it? And it would uh, definitely have to be. Oak barrel aged. Oh yeah, fair enough. That's good. Um, what would be? What would we name it? Uh, I mean, okay, hold up. We got King of Cups, so we could just, yeah, call, you just it. call it King of Cups. Like that'd be a perfect. Uh, that would work. About drinking, um, you know, my guitar picks say "drink beers" on the back of them. Also, yeah. so do you have one? Found one. On there the, you go. Found one on the floor right here. There you go. That's badass. There you go. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there it is. There you go. Well, I only um, see on the first one you showed me. The other one I don't see. <laughs> <laughs> see my arm. Uh, <laughs> I'm a fan of like IPAs. Um, I'd like to go wild with it and go. Um, I also like sours. A lot we could always good. we could always make the drink that is described in that song. Didn't someone which, actually make yeah, this drink? Supposedly, someone. There's a. We have a song called King of Cups, and there's a big old clean singing part where we're like. Tequila, gin, and mead, the taste that I most need. Uh, and it's uh, a whiskey and a beer. Stir till the drink is clear. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure you could ever stir that and have no, it actually, clear. Actually, there is a way to do that. That This person was describing it. There's a way to do this to make it clear. 
Um, and I can't remember how, what he said that you have to do, but he made this drink and it sounds awful. I'm it, gonna it does. It sounds come out terrible. <laughs> we could always make that drink, but I, I would like a. I'd always like a good sour. Not a, not like a not like a funky uh, you know beer, but but just a nice like goza or something. Yeah, like uh, something like that Anderson Valley Blood Orange goza that. That That's like. pretty bomb. Actually. So yeah. I'd, I'd be about that flavor. I love myself a good Goza on a nice hot summer afternoon. Uh, it's like, like it's perfect. We, we have, um, there's a bunch of brunch places around here that like they'll serve gomosas. Really? It's just like, yeah, it's like if you, if you did, if you did like a mimosa, but it's with a Goza beer instead of champagne. Wow. I've and it's actually it it's so fucking delicious. Oh, all right. So I was turning up my nose at it. Like, I don't know about <laughs> no, it's that. It's absolutely but... incredible. It's so good. No, you, guys, you, you guys are ahead of us here. I like this. I'm going to move where you guys are. After all this shit's over, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic Vox and Hops question. Uh, take me back to your youth. You're growing up in your parents' house or wherever you grew up. What music was playing when you were not in control of the music? Yeah, go first. Um, yeah, I can do that one. That's easy. Um, most of the music that was playing from that my parents played when I was growing up was like old Western Hell and yeah. country. Um, you know, both types of music. Both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Western and country. Uh, no, yeah, they did that. My mom listened to a lot of like '80s pop and uh, some '70s music, also, but. Um, I actually discovered one day that my mom actually owned a bunch of like heavy metal albums, like Ooh. on thirty threes and stuff that she just never. She just kept on the deal. Kind of, yeah, like, I, I want to expose my son to this devil. I music. didn't know. So like, I mean, she had like Iron Maiden's uh, "Number of the Beast" album on what? the panel, and like one of my 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 aunt Rachel had had an Iron Maiden album, and I didn't ever know until I like looked at. I was at her house and was like looking through her CDs, and I was like, what? So that's cool. Yeah, it's weird. Like I, did, I had no idea until I actually like found out about Iron Maiden, and then like started listening to it. My mom was like, "Oh, you like this?" She's like, "I have this on vinyl," and like just like pulled it out. I was like, "What?" I was like, "I went my whole life not knowing this at all." But so, yeah, it was basically like just like um, country western music and um, like eighties country music. My mom was into. My dad was into like really old stuff, like Johnny Cash and uh, Merle Haggard, things like that. Um, who introduced you to CW McCall? That's my, that's my, that's like literally my dad's anthem. All right. My dad used to be a truck driver for a while. That's amazing. That's so, fantastic. But yeah, he knew about uh, CW McCall for a long time. It's like literally, he would listen to that so, so, I like literally, I've known the lyrics to almost all those songs my entire life, as long as I remember. <laughs> is CW McCall still alive? I don't know. I, I hope he is. Him. I would really love for him to hear. That'd be so. That'd be so meta. <laughs> <laughs> so your parents uh, must have been easily accepting of you joining a metal band if your mom had Iron Maiden in the basement. You know, my mom still kind of like asks me when I'm going to get a real job. Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, like. Um, my mom is my mom's like the classic though. She's like kind of like you know like I like the music, but I don't like the screaming parts. You know, it's just you know typical normal thing. Uh, my dad, 
doesn't really have too much of an opinion on it, but my dad admits the fact that he doesn't really know anything about music also. So, you know, he, he likes songs that are about stories and, and that's like why he likes Western and country stuff. Uh, but you know, that's, a, that's about it. Has your dad, has your dad listened to any of our new albums? Like, did you show him like redneck vice from hell and be like, yo, Oh, I know I haven't. You need to see it. You got to What about your I mom? I should show that. You got to uh, that CW one? Yeah, I, I did show my mom some of the new stuff. I showed her, like, the, the ballad songs. Guardian? Yeah. yeah. Guardian and, uh, and Goodbye. She liked those a lot. She actually thinks uh, Slave to the Rift's really cool also, but, uh, you know, same same thing, though. She's like, yeah, I like the, the music. It kind of blasts off right away. So that's... Uh, that's oh, yeah. See, we got a good fuck word right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Take me back to uh, your your first experience with beer. Oh, I was oh man. Oh, I got. Well, let me get this. Let me yeah, start go this for that one. one. Go for that one because I have like I, I can tell like an entire uh, story. So I think <laughs> I think I was uh, seventeen or eighteen years old. I think I was eighteen because my sister was twenty one. She was old enough to buy beer, and she's three years older than me. Um, and I was hanging out with uh, our old roommate, Sam, uh, our friend Ben, our friend Casey, uh, Mark, a bunch, bunch of friends, and we're all underage. And um, we decided that we wanted to play a game called Cardio Mart, which is where you play Mario Kart, but you have to drink while you're playing it. I love this. Um, <laughs> and so my sister hooked us up with half of a case of, oh, God, what was it? It was Natty Light. Oh. Natty Light. And uh, uh, so we played Cario Mart. And the rules of Cario Mart are that you have one beer. And you start the race. And over the course of the race, you have to finish your beer. But you're not allowed to drink and drive. So oh. anytime you want to start drinking your beer, you have to put your controller down <laughs> and stop your cart. And then you have to take your beer. And then you can pick your control back up and keep going. And so you got multiple strategies. You we, can we like, did that same thing. We call it Mario Kart Drink and Drive. Okay. <laughs> um, and you can you can go about this a couple ways. You can just pound it all right off the bat and then do the race as normal. You can try and do it in bursts where you race and try and get first place for a little bit, then you put your control down, take a little sip, and then keep going. Uh, it was, I mean, it was awful. But obviously, it was Natty Light, but we thought it was great, and we thought it was the coolest shit ever. I mean, I, I knew while I was drinking it that I thought it tasted bad, but, like, I also thought it was really cool. So, I, <laughs> that was mine. Y'all want to? I, I, uh, I basically, uh, my medical records when I was a little kid said that I was actually allergic to alcohol. Well, that's just sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally, because, like, like I lived in Bermuda when I was a little kid, and um, my dad was stationed there. He was in the Navy for a long, long time, and and basically, their cough syrup has like alcohol in it and stuff. And so I take the cough syrup, and then suddenly my throat goes into anaphylactic shock, and then I get rushed to the hospital. And doctors are like, he's probably allergic to alcohol. So my medical records, like my entire life, have said I'm allergic to alcohol. I can still have my, uh, my medical records from the Navy, like that literally say this from where I was born, like literally. Um, and breaking the law. <laughs> But, like, um, no, no, they give them to you, actually. No, I mean, like, breaking the law and drinking alcohol. But that's not... Oh, problem. yeah, I got you, I got you. Medical so, advice. But, like, um, I had this friend, uh, and I was at my buddy's house. Uh, Derek Boskert was his name. 
and his dad was in the the coast guard and his dad's like this the meanest turkish dude you ever fucking met in your life like straight up his name's mustafa bozkert yeah. <laughs> he's like like you do not piss off oh you know, did mustafa have any facial hair uh, no, no. no. Oh, see, yeah, he's a Coast Guard. Okay, yeah, I think he had a mustache. That's You're a very, like, that's a very like mustache looking sounding. Yeah, he had a mustache, but uh, no one called him Mustafa. Everyone called him the Boz. <laughs> <laughs> Even his wife, his wife called. Oh him my the Boz. god, that's like, a big move there. But um, my buddy who was living with Derek and his family, the Bozes, basically. <laughs> um, like he was like, "Yo, dude, Donnie, like." Uh, we can test out to see if you're still allergic to alcohol or not. So um, you want to do that? I was like, yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. And How I, old were you? I was 17 years old. And I got shitty drunk at Boz's house. Yo! And I was like super loud and annoying. He was trying to sleep because he had to be at <laughs> Well, Boz, <laughs> the Boz was the orchestrator of all this, wasn't he? You know, there was there's one time Boz caught me drinking in his in his house. And I was not over, you know, I was like not of yeah. at all. And Boz looked at me and he was like, he's like, are you, are you old enough to drink that beer? <laughs> and I was like, no, sir. And he goes, well, let me ask you this question. Are you old enough to die for your country? Yeah. He goes, you have a fucking beer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you got a good one? <clears throat> I mean, good. That's objective. But uh, I, um, I was just like with a girl, uh, you know, I was dating at the time. And uh, possibly. <laughs> but I just remember, I think we were drinking like, you know, it was it was no Alamo, but uh, we were drinking some like red wine, I think, and we were watching King of the Hill, and all of a sudden it just clicked in my head. Uh, it's like, okay, I I totally understand why these dudes stand like in a fucking alleyway, just like yep. all day in their free time. Yeah, yep. it, it, it all just totally made sense. So that's what we do when we're on tour. We just stand next to the vans drinking beer. <laughs> Take me back to your first. Take me back to your first uh, experience witnessing a live concert. Oh, my first concert was Children of Bodom, Through the Eyes of the Dead, and Chimera, and it was fifteen dollars ever. Yeah, my first concert ever. It was my first concert. And ever. they opened with Are You Dead Yet, right? Yeah, it was like when the Are You Dead Yet album just dropped. Unbelievable. They played like a fuckload of stuff off of Follow the Reaper, also, which was like my favorite album at the time. And, um, uh, yeah, it was $15 at the Norva in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. And it was, it was fucking awesome. But I remember being like pinned like this throughout most of the concert <laughs> and like against like some dude's like hair who hadn't washed it the whole time. Like, <laughs> but I'm just like, yeah, like, you know, fucking losing my mind. Cool shit. I hold, I hold firm that that's like one of the sickest ways to start any show ever. <laughs> it's just short about him. There's no intro at all. Coming out on stage and just being like, like just no no ambient noise, no wind sounds, no rain sounds, no orchestration. It's just straight into the fucking rhythm. Yeah, yeah. right into it. I love that shit. Hunter, I was like seven. I think it was in Durham. Uh, Dave Matthews Band. First time I ever had coffee. Uh, Pretty pretty lit, honestly. You were very excited. I saw the Moody Blues when I was uh, maybe six or seven years old, I think. Uh, I actually technically saw them when I was a baby because my parents brought me to a Moody Blues concert as a, as a That's baby. That's like super cool. You guys have like cool, like I was like 
17 and got drunk at Boz's house like a couple nights before. You know, like, <laughs> like, that was my first Your concert. Parents like, I know all about music. Yeah, my parents y'all, never y'all, went y'all to need, concerts or anything. <laughs> my mom actually wanted to take me to go see Kiss one time, but they canceled. So that would have been my first concert. Yeah. But how about uh, your first times on stage? Oh, um, I was 18, maybe. Uh, I played at this bar and I was sitting in with this blues guy. Uh, his name was Easy Malone. Um, <laughs> this is a sick name. Yeah, like straight up. Like, it's like pre, the most pre Malone. Malone. <laughs> pre Malone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like um, he. You know, I was I was like pretty good at improvising at a young age. Maybe I was seventeen or eighteen. I can't remember. Somewhere around there. Um, and he like was like, "Dude, uh, do you know how to play this one?" And he just names this obscure Jimi Hendrix song that obviously no one knows how to play. I don't even remember the name of the song was at all. And I was like, "No, I don't know how to play." He goes, "Well, here's the chords." He just like writes it down on a napkin. So I taped it to the side of the amp, and then I just kind of like looked over and played the chords and you know just grooved with the the drummer and you know. I literally like didn't have like maybe two minutes to, like look at it, and then uh, I had to improvise a solo on top of it. And stuff. But that's like that's like typical blues kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So yeah, it wasn't yeah. a big deal to me. Um, so, but yeah, like that was my first concert. I remember I threw up uh, nice. before I played. Were you nervous? Yeah, I was like hella nervous, dude. But like my uncle Jimmy, I have an uncle Jimmy. <laughs> oh my uncle jimmy races cars by the way <laughs> like legally or illegal uh like nascar sanctioned oh okay all uh, right cars like yeah like like uh late model stock cars he races yeah i know like he like told me basically um he's like ah fuck them donnie they're all drunk anyway you're at a bar and then i don't know i kind of like looked out they're like, playing. they are all drunk. Like, you're like, right. It's like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. Who gives a shit? And like, I've been fine with that since then. <laughs> Mine was, um, I think I was 14. Um, and it was at the youth group of my local church. And me and my buds had a cover band called Vanguard. And uh, we covered the song Danny California by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. There you go as well as we could somewhere there's a dvd like back in the day they used to sell these like disposable video cameras where you could film up to like i don't know 20 minutes or an hour or something of footage and then you would send the camera in and they would send you back a dvd uh and so somewhere and of course uh, as a 14 year old I had to wear like a goofy, silly hat. So I had like one of those big red, like cat in the hat, Dr. Seuss hats that I was wearing. That's amazing. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, maybe 20 people were there. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that was, that was mine. I, I wasn't, I surprisingly didn't, don't remember being that nervous. I was a lot more nervous the first time Sacrament played a show at the, well, the first time I played a show at Sacrament at the Spaz House or Spazatorium. There's a very illegal venue that was operated out of Greenville, North Carolina. So, yeah, yeah. Oh man, what if they don't like this? What if, what if we suck? Boys, what if we suck? <laughs> Heinrich, you got any good ones? I was a band kid, so played snare drum. Uh, Did you really play as, as a, Well, yeah, like I played drums long before I played guitar. I, I knew that. I just didn't know you played snare like, yeah. on the drum line or anything. But, I mean, yeah, it was, I would hardly call it a drum line. Or, but, um, yeah, you know, playing a drum, playing sure. some, playing some, uh, 
couldn't tell you the name of any of the songs we played, but um, they're rest assured they're all bangers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were. <laughs> I really banged on the drums. How about a dream tour? If you guys could book your own tour, who would be on that tour? You have carte blanche. Uh, for me, um, I guess this is probably not possible at this point, but uh, Children of Bodom. I would I would love to open for them. We've had the the pleasure of like a long time ago. I think we were um, God, I don't remember how old we were. We were very young and maybe fifteen or, or so. But there's a video. It's thankfully this video is on the internet and it still exists of us playing. Like uh, me and Heinrich are in this band called Sacrament, uh, and we were playing the local like neighborhood clubhouse i guess you would call it for our friend our friend uh Catherine hamill's birthday party oh, wow. and we um we covered the song nancy the tavern witch by ailstorm and at that time in my life i would have absolutely been like the dream tour is to play with ailstorm and then we've done that now like like chris is chris bose has wound up being a wonderful dude that's invited us to go out with them a couple of times so We've we've had the pleasure of doing that, but if I were to just build one from scratch at this point, uh, I don't know, Children of Bodom, maybe like Amorphous, Winter Sun, uh, and us, and then like three opening bands, so we don't have to play the opening slot. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Bowes, uh, Vox and Hops alumni. Oh, did he do it? He did. Yeah, we had a good time. That's awesome. I didn't know that. He's on. He's Twitch streaming right now because they they had to cancel a bunch of stuff, so he's. He's making up songs on the keyboard. Uh, it's gold. It's, it's awesome. gold. It's like literally just making them up as it goes along, and it's the funniest shit. Bear ever. on a tractor, classic. Oh, that's uh, so good. Yeah. Tractor, tractor on a bear, also a classic. <laughs> yes, now. Yeah, like, of, a, of a bear on a tractor. And a tractor on a bear. <laughs> it's amazing. That's brilliant. Uh, do any of y'all have a dream tour that, that differs? Necrophages Dream Theater and yeah, bring them, bring them back. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be cool. I, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm good enough to like hang with them. <laughs> imagine, imagine, all right, imagine having to play after Necrophages. <laughs> that would that would be the the fuck just suck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, maybe I, I I agree with all those statements. Um, you know, actually, I would say in flames. I think they'd be oh, that would, would be great. Really cool dudes to like hang out with one. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually would enjoy if we did a tour with like Omnium Gatherum. Oh, I mean that'd be sick. Because yeah. like those guys like beer also. The thing with that is like that we'll probably do that one day. I mean I don't wanna that's actually pretty I don't wanna yeah, get ahead of myself, but like that, that seems like something that'll probably happen one of these days. So Yeah, that'd be really fun. It'd be like super What is your hangover cure? Ooh. Oh, okay. So drunk Donnie actually looks out for future Donnie. Like I, I love drunk Donnie. Drunk Donnie doesn't look out for future anybody else. I'm no, he doesn't. Just, no, well, that's that's not super drunk Donnie. There's like two drunk Donnies. There's like drunk Donnie. There's super drunk Donnie. Drunk Donnie is like an I love you drunk Donnie. Super drunk Donnie is like I it's a hateful, spiteful piece of shit. Um, I don't like. You know, I don't even like that guy. But I like drunk Donnie. He's a good guy. Um, I. Uh, okay, so I always like what I do is like I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh fuck, I'm hungover, and then I'll look and beside my bed I have left myself BC powder and water. Oh, thanks, drunk Donnie. And I'm like, oh, what a guy, what a guy. But uh, another really good uh, is like BC powder and like a cold coffee 
drink from like the uh the like the you know sheets sheets or <laughs> yeah some gas station or something like that you know starbucks like, like the starbucks, mocha yeah the, the mocha one's yeah. pretty good the starbucks mocha one that and a bc powder which is basically like uh, aspirin. I mean, that's aspirin and, and caffeine. That's and pure. Ca- cut with caffeine. That's like, purest. That's the migraine medicine. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the shit, uh, dude. Tell you right now. That'll knock that fucking shit out. I don't really have one now. Uh, part, partially because um, I like, would swear by the Bojangles Cheddar Bow Biscuit, which they have discontinued for whatever reason. It's literally. They discontinued uh, it here. I think they still have it in some place. Oh, they're not going to get rid of that in Eastern North Carolina because, like, the well, that's why like, that's not. <laughs> they, should have have gotten, yeah. they shouldn't have gotten rid of it anyway because it's <laughs> yeah, literally I'll, just I'll, a I mean, biscuit and cheddar how cheese. How hard is <laughs> it to make it? Hey, literally, I know y'all got some cheese <laughs> and I know y'all got a biscuit. Literally. Please just fucking fry that shit up for me right now. Just <laughs> stuff me with carbs and grease, and I'll call it a day. That's like literally all I need. Uh, you ever just like like actually? I used to mow the yard to get rid of. Uh, that's some Hank Hill shit. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, like you just sweat it out, like sweat out your hangover. It fucking works. Dude. Why would you ever do drugs if you could just mow the lawn? <laughs> Mine is a uh, uh, good greasy Waffle House uh, breakfast mm. would be my preferred. Dude, speaking of Waffle House, I heard you know that they you know shut down. I don't know if you've heard this. That they've they've closed like a lot of Waffle House locations um, because of what's going on, and then like shortly after uh, Atlanta like issued their you know stay at home things mm-hmm. like, and there was like some tweet saying like all right so we really know who's in charge of it's Waffle like, House. Yeah. <laughs> Once Waffle House shutting down, they make, they make the rules. Well, y'all, there's, there's really no other reason to go out. <laughs> I, I would never I would never label I would never label Waffle House as the cleanest places. So I mean you know, Waffle House true, but they're always there for you. They're but always yeah, there for you. Yeah, look, man, you can't be picking and choosing when it's like four AM and you need you just And like at four AM there's somebody in that Waffle House too. And they're there's grinding someone there. And they're like, grinding and they're gonna get you those hash browns covered, chunked, capped and grizzled or whatever the fuck else. You know what I'm saying? Like, chunks covered. And Captain uh, Peppered Cup guy. Smothered Covered Caps. Yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah, it's too. Yeah. Let's give some promo to your new record that's coming out soon. When does that drop? And uh, how excited are you about it? I'm about a I'm about a six and a half. <laughs> no, I'm like I mean I'm I'm really hyped. Uh, in general, just like right now, you know, I'm I'm transitioning from being at work all week and being really nervous about everything going on and you know fighting with my bosses and fighting with my bosses 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 uh you know um so on that end uh it takes me a second to transition but i'm i'm really excited it's redneck vikings from hell and it comes out may 1st uh through napalm records beautiful i yeah i think it's you know like it's been something that we've all been like working really hard towards and like we're all like I think I speak for everybody, you know, pretty proud of. And oh, I didn't work for a whole year. I just worked on this album. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, like, I was but, uh, so poor. I slept year. on the couch for, uh, for yeah, about, you did, dude. <laughs> about 12 months. But, you know, like, especially, especially in times like this, I feel like, you know, a lot of people are just, like, like reasonably so, like, it's like a stressful time. And, you know, it's, it's going to be cool to, like, release this thing and have a little bit of, like, you know, some I mean, positivity. The only way that people entertain themselves right now. I mean, I mean, some people entertain themselves with all kinds of stuff, but a lot of people 
turn to art, turn to, to music and, and video and, uh, you know, books and everything like that because they're yeah. stuck inside and they, and they're not allowed to go out. And, uh, uh, so I'm, I will be happy to provide entertainment to people, assuming that we're still in this situation. There, there's a silver lining. Cause I just read that like 25% of CO2 emissions out of China are down 20 or like or something like, CO2 emissions out of China are down 25%. Yeah. You see like it's those like, like satellite images. Like, yeah. There's, they're like, yeah, the waters are the clearest they've ever been. <laughs> <In Venice>? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like oh, yeah, I guess no one's outside to fuck it up. <laughs> Earth's crying out. Yeah, the, the, the earth is breathing. <laughs> the earth is appreciating it. Right, that's enough breathing. Let's get it back. We're back to business, boys. Let's go. Heinrich, Jake, Don, thank you so, so much for coming, sharing a beer with me over the internet. Much love and respect. Super stoked that we got to have a chat. Next time you come through Montreal or from out there with Cryptopsy, you come by and say hi to me. We'll drink a beer for real in person. Cheers, boys. Yeah, that'd be good. I, Cheers, I, ahoy! Cheers. <laughs> and hey, thank you all so so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. This is the first episode where I sat down with three people. It was a very fun chat. They were very funny. I had a great time. It is uh, interesting to connect with more than one person. I'm so used to just having a one-on-one chat. But uh, I enjoyed this one. Uh, Jake, uh, Heinrich, and Donnie were super funny, and I connected uh, immediately with them. Uh, I can't wait to hang out with them in person and crush a whole bunch of beers with them. So, guys, when you come through Montreal, we're going to hang out, and we're going to drink some beers, and I'm stoked about that. I hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Remember that you should go and check out Redneck Vikings from Hell. That came out today, the new Aether Realm record via Napalm Records. You will not regret it. I'll be back next week with three episodes, one on Monday, one on Wednesday, and one on Friday. But until then, relax, enjoy this weekend, and remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Offsets. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week, I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.